Every month, we offer exciting new webinars for our community. Topics include how to use retirement accounts to buy real estate overseas, how to get a second passport in Latin America, why you should sell your stock portfolio and move your money offshore, how to buy beachfront rental properties in Brazil for less than $100,000, or apartments in Paraguay for less than $60,000. If you want to join us for free for these presentations with live Q&A, insider secrets, and exclusive opportunities with my professional network of experts, then go to expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. That's expatmoney.com forward slash webinars to register for free upcoming presentations. expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. We all dream of seeing the world, but the realities of living somewhere outside your place of birth can be daunting to say the least. Welcome to the Expat Money Show, helping you make the most out of your overseas career through conversations with successful expats on investing, entrepreneurship, self-improvement, and continual education, all while sharpening your financial acumen. Now, please welcome your host with over 20 years of overseas experience, Mikkel Thorup. Hey everyone, Mikkel here. Okay, before we get into today's episode, I want to get some feedback from you, the listener. We're looking at ways that we can take the podcast in new directions, new guests that we want to have on the show, new ideas we want to share with you. So we have a lot of threads going for this at Expat Money Forum, our private Facebook group. If you go to expatmoneyforum.com, you can join the conversation. I want to hear feedback from you guys. What topics have we not covered that you want to hear more of? Do you want to hear more stories from successful expats who have moved offshore? Do you want to hear more business-related stuff, more finance-related stuff? Are you more interested in immigration and visas and passports? Is it the investments or real estate? I want to know what you are interested in. This show is not about me. It is about you guys. It is about all of my amazing listeners and trying to help inspire you and get you the best up-to-date knowledge every single Wednesday when I publish this show. So join the conversation at Expat Money Forum. Let me know what you think, what you want to hear more about, how I can best serve you. It's really important to me to make this show the absolute best in our space. And I think we're off to a really good start. Podcast has been going for over four years now, which is just hard to believe. It seems like just yesterday I started it, and the feedback has been amazing. But there's always room to improve. There's always things we can do better. So share your knowledge, share your expertise, share what you want to hear, share your wants, your desires, your needs, your goals, everything with us at Expat Money Forum. I really appreciate it, and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Expat Money Show. My name is Mikkel Thorpe, and today's guest is a digital marketing and Facebook Live expert. She runs the group Make It Rain with the Hustlers and helps entrepreneurs and small businesses build out their social media influence. Please welcome to the show, Trish Leto. Trish, how are you doing? Oh my goodness, That what a welcome. That's an awesome intro. Thank you very much. I'm doing wonderful, thank you. How are you doing? Excellent, excellent. I'm really happy to have you on the show. This is going to be a lot of fun today. I'm super happy to be here. Thank you again very much for inviting me. I had the honor and pleasure for those of your listeners out there who don't really know who I am. I had the honor and pleasure of interviewing you in my group very recently. And I loved, I felt like I was interviewing my brother. Like I just, I felt like you and I connected and clicked. (laughs) We did connect. It was, it was great. It was awesome. So yeah, so thank you for inviting me here with you today. I appreciate it. My pleasure. So why don't you take maybe two minutes, Trish, and just kind of go through your story and explain to the listeners what you do. 
So I essentially help small business owners, even, you know, all levels, whether it's beginner, intermediate, advanced, someone who's been in the industry for a long period of time, I help them come out of their comfort zone and help them increase their visual impact on multiple social media platforms by using live video and video in general to connect with people organically. And I do that by basically, you know, I use my group, I use Facebook lives myself, I use Instagram, I use stories, and I basically give people permission to be themselves and stop selling and start sharing more. And it's, it's, it's become a lot of fun for me. So that's in a nutshell, that's what I do. (laughs) So you've chosen, you've really niched down because when I watch your Facebook lives, it is apparent that you really are an expert on this. So how did you decide that you wanted to work with specifically live video as your medium? So I have acknowledged this for myself and I've been told by many of my mentors and my colleagues in the industry that I have a very polarizing personality, that people either gravitate to me because I'm very transparent, very open, very honest, and I give people actionable steps, actionable things that they can do real time today for free to bring in their ideal clients and their ideal customers and connect with people. So I niched down to this specifically because the more I started doing that, I went from being very overwhelmed as a learner because I'm a sponge for knowledge. And I went from being very overwhelmed thinking, oh, you know what? I need to learn how to do this, 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 and this to going, you know what? I don't need to learn how to do all of these things. I can just start interviewing industry experts in all of these different walks of life and niches. And I can learn from them by interviewing them on Facebook Live and, and getting them exposure and highlighting them and promoting them to the masses. And so that's how I started doing this whole thing. And it just kind of blew up. And it's it's my it's it's where I feel the most comfortable by being outside of my comfort zone, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's uh, good. Yeah, it's it literally it's well, it's my element. I feel like I'm in my element and it's, it's awesome. I love it. So you found a platform that works for you and then you just ran with it. 100%. Yes. That's awesome. And you touched briefly on a couple of things like continual learning and actionable steps, which are two of my favorite things in the whole wide world. (laughs) (laughs) But I think we will get to those later on in the interview. So can you explain a little bit of your backstory then and why you decided to move into digital marketing? Oh, absolutely. So I have two backgrounds about me. My father was a salesman. So my whole life, I've known nothing but sales. My first job, I was 12 years old. I worked at my father. He owned restaurants and he owned a catering company. And so when I was 12 years old, I worked at my father's restaurant back in the kitchen, scrubbing pots and pans with a steel wool and chopping vegetables and fruit and mopping the floors and doing all these things to learn basically what it, what $1 really meant. What, what does it mean to earn that money? And so... That background, my father being a salesperson, I always watched my dad growing up when he got to connect with somebody, whether it was ever going to be a customer or not, he'd shake their hand and tell them a joke, right? So he'd, he'd immediately like let them in, shook their hand, gave them a hug, told them a joke to make them feel comfortable and realize that he's just an everyday guy doing a thing. And they warmed up to him immediately. Like he's just, he, his personality was again, polarizing and, and, and magnifying, magnetic, I should say. So that background with my dad 
led me to realize that, you know, this is who I am too. I'm my father's daughter, right? I am the apple to his tree. And I got into digital marketing after I had two children. And I realized that, you know, it's just what I'm supposed to do from a sales perspective. I started seeing so many people get into multi-level marketing and network marketing, and I'd started doing it too. And I had a failed business because I didn't know how to appropriately connect with people. Like I'd lost sight of what was really important. And that's connecting with people, not just what I call product vomiting on people because nobody likes that. (laughs) I think in episode number three, we talked about the value vomit with Tyron Giuliani, who is a LinkedIn um, expert. And uh, he explained some of this concept as well. And I thought it was hilarious, but very educational. So I understand. It's true. It's, it's right. So it's so true. And I was doing that because I, I didn't, I'd like, again, you know, if you, if you forget how to do math, if you, you know, if you're not using it, you lose it. And I'd forgotten the very basics of selling. And truthfully, I'm, I don't sell at all. I connect. I literally just connect with people. And by doing that, it's not the product that they're buying. It's the connection with me that they're interested in. The product is just an added bonus, right? So that's what kind of got me into digital marketing. I, I saw it, started seeing all these other people doing this thing. And because I had a failed business by doing it the wrong way, I dove into learning. I took courses. I read books. I watched webinars. And I learned how to do it the right way. And once I started implementing that, magical things started to happen. And so to answer, it's a long-winded answer to your question, but that's why I'm doing digital marketing now is because it's important to me that I break through people's minds and realize they don't have to product vomit on everyone, that it's, it's a matter of connecting with people that's important. I like it very much. That makes perfect sense. So Trish, why don't you tell us what you're working on now? What is your focus at the moment? My focus at the moment, I have... I call it monetize with Facebook lives, but it's funny. My business coach just told me the other day, he's like, listen, that's a terrible name for that because that's not really what you're doing. You're telling people how to profit from social media in general. So I call it monetize with Facebook lives because I start the process on Facebook because there's over 2 billion people on Facebook right now. And I'm trying to shake things up and teach people, like I said, all business owners, all walks of life, beginner, intermediate, or advanced levels, how to appropriately connect with people using live stream video and how they can turn that into multiple streams of income on multiple different platforms and how they can use that in lieu of spending money on you know, direct mailing and flyers and going to, you know, countless tiring networking events where, you know, people are only in it for themselves, right? So that's kind of what I'm working on right now. That's my project is I have a course, I have a membership, and I offer private coaching and teach people, like I said, all walks of life, all sorts of different clients. I just got the phone with a client who's in the mortgage industry. And because that's my background of 20 years, it was a lot of fun for me to open up his mind and like tap into that inner genius and help him realize exactly what he could do with it. So it's exciting. It's an exciting time for me. I really want to help people get themselves out there more effectively. And so what are some of the reasons that you would invite someone to use Facebook Live over a different platform, say like a YouTube where it's an edited video or maybe a blog or anything else out there where people are able to share their message? 
So Facebook Live is super powerful because especially if you use it from your business page, live video is watched three times more than any other video on the internet right now. So when you play into, and I hate to say this, but it's true, when you play into that algorithm and you do live video, you can say and do whatever you want, right? And if you have people on your business page tapping into that and, and viewing your videos, now, now you have a video that you've already done on live that you can turn into a custom audience and you can repurpose that video using it again on Facebook, run an ad against it. Now you're reducing the price per conversion because you have a custom audience and Facebook is going to bring more people to you and you can repurpose it and edit it and put it onto all these other platforms. So I always tell people start with the live video first because you're getting people to pull in real time and you're engaging with your audience. I think engaging is one of the most important things because when you're doing the Facebook Live, and I have watched so many of your Facebook Lives, you're actually getting comments and you're able to respond to them and respond to questions in real time with people. Exactly. That's why it's so important. Like, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how else to say that and not laugh. It is a free marketing opportunity. Why wouldn't you use it, right? So that's my biggest thing is if you have this free opportunity to connect with people in a massive, massive level and engage with people and build those no like and trust factors, why wouldn't you use that? And I will tell you, Mikkel, there's one of the bigger questions that, or one of the bigger obstacles, I should say, that people give to me is, but I'm not comfortable on camera, but I'm not this, but I'm not that. And one of my, my favorite, it's one of my favorite things that people give me because the bottom line is it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about all these other people out there who deserve to know what I have inside of my mind and in my heart, that, my, that what my passion is, what my knowledge is. Why should I keep that to myself? Other people deserve to know that. So that's why I use live video. Very interesting, because from my podcast, which is my background, it's all recorded. So this is a recorded episode that everyone is listening to. It takes, I think, so much of the pressure off, any of the stress off. What are some of the ways that you might deal with pressure being live in front of thousands of people every day or every week? So I don't really look at it as pressure for me personally, but for, for those people out there who think of it as pressure, again, you know, you're going live it's out there. It's understandable. You don't have to put yourself on camera. Another way that you can do a live is you can share your screen and show people things. You can literally do a live webinar, right? You could do a live webinar. You could share your screen and show people your website. You could share your screen and walk th people through tips and tricks about how to use WordPress, how to use pretty much any type of software. And now again, that pressure kind of comes off of you of being on camera. Now you're just sharing your knowledge with people. And the other thing that's really important that I like to point out too, Mikkel, honestly, is there's a lot of people out there who write incredible copy and they put it out there on their business pages and their personal pages. People can grab that and re reuse it whenever they want to. And I've seen it happen countless times. No one can be you. No one can claim to be Trish Lito other than me. So my live video 
is my social proof that I do in fact know this thing. And it's not me stealing someone else's information and content and using it for myself. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Definitely. Well, that's good then. So there are many options when doing something like Facebook Live. It's not just a video of yourself. There's actually many ways that you can use this medium to connect with people. 100%. And you can interview people. So to take the pressure off, talking about pressure, again, to take the pressure off, interview people, just like I did with you, just like I do almost all the time, right? So a tip, really and truly, is if you're someone out there and you're listening to this podcast episode and you're wanting to do Facebook Live, but you're nervous about doing it, reach out to a friend and invite them to come on the live with you. And now it takes the pressure off of you and you can just go live and have some fun and talk to people. You know, it doesn't have to be serious. It could just be a fun live and it could be absolutely anything, but it's giving you an opportunity to come out of your comfort zone and get you a little bit more exposure. So any of the times that you were doing Facebook Live and you just fell on your face, Trish? Any times that things just went terribly, terribly wrong? Oh my God. So I have two little kids and I've done Facebook Live and my daughter has climbing on something and like almost break her neck. So I have to like go grab her and, you know, like real time. And it's, you know, and people are cracking up laughing because it's like, it's, that's my reality, you know? So it's super relatable. I have never fallen on my face, but I've had the camera fall over. I've had you know, people knock on my door. <laughs> so I answered the door with the FedEx guy. I mean, there's just, there's definitely things like that, but I've never actually hurt myself. Thank God. Yeah. And that's a tip that I will tell people don't live and drive, don't live and walk and not pay attention to where you're walking. Like for the love of God, be safe when you Facebook live. <laughs> so, but even when you've made a mistake live in front of thousands of people, did anything bad happen to you, Trish? Nope. Nope. No. You know what happened to me? More people reached out to me and said, hey, I love your lives. They're hilarious. They're awesome. I love how transparent you are. Right? So that's that's kind of why live video can be so powerful. And I've definitely seen people out there use it for the wrong reasons. And it's unfortunate when they do. But I like to use live video for all the right reasons. So yeah, to answer your question, that's a, that's a valid point. Nothing bad ever happened. <laughs> Nothing bad ever it's happened. It's an important point. It's an important point because I've had some professionals on the show who teach people how to public speak and how to get up on stage. And this is one of the things I really want to drive home to people, that even if, you know, you made a massive mistake, it's okay. It doesn't matter. People are very forgiving. And if you get on a Facebook Live, I believe it will be exactly the same. You know, it's okay to make mistakes at things like this. It's okay to say the wrong words or to lose your train of thought or, you know, to have to pick up your kid <laughs> in the middle of the interview so they don't hurt themselves. You know, this is all right. It is all right. And a way to avoid that kind of shiny object of interacting with your audience, what I do and what I tell all of my clients and my students to do is to jot down your bullet points of what you're going to talk about. So if you are going to have a longer live that lasts like an hour, you know, that you can interact with your audience, answer questions real time, but at the same time, you can reel it back in and refer to your bullet points on your piece of paper. And that way you can kind of bring your thoughts back to you. And I will tell you that I've got, I definitely have an attention deficit thing for myself. <laughs> like 
And the right in the entrepreneurial world, we call it shiny object syndrome. But in reality, it's attention deficit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know this one very well. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's awful. So, but that's what I tell people is to make sure that you just jot down those bullet points, jot down those thought processes that you are having for your live topic, so that you can reel it back in, and that can certainly help you to have a more successful, more smooth Facebook Live. And, you know, again, like I teach this to my students and I teach this to my clients and, you know, some really effective ways that they can have a powerful live and have people like literally just dropping what they're doing to pop into their live video because that's how awesome they are. So what are one or two quick tips that people would be able to implement today if they are doing Facebook lives or other type of live videos to make a difference that they can use today? that are gonna help them? So to command some more engagement, you can certainly use your stories, Facebook stories. A lot of people don't realize that stories aren't just for kids to take selfies and throw a filter on them. You can use Facebook stories to let people know that you're gonna go live. And it's, it's a great way to do this because the Facebook algorithm for the people who do pop into your lives regularly if they're catching your stories regularly, then they're going to know. So if you give them a 20 minute heads up in stories, as well as on your, you know, your page, whether it's your business page or your Facebook, your personal page, if you give them a 20 minute heads up, then now they're like, Oh, Trish Leach is going to go live to talk about some Facebook live tips. This is awesome. I'm totally going to tune in in 20 minutes. So for people out there who say, you know, I, I, I get crickets when I go live. Well, you're getting crickets because you're not telling your audience that you're going to go live. So that's one way that you can command that audience attention when you do press the live button. Another thing that's really important is equally while you're going live, giving the call to action when you press the live button to tell people to engage with you, whether it's, hey, if you're catching me live, tell me live in the comments. If you're catching the replay, hit hashtag replay. What this does for you is a few things. It will allow you to know, be notified when someone is catching your replay video. That helps to push your video up in the newsfeed a little bit more. And it gives you the opportunity to go to that person and reply to them with a thank you. Thank you for catching the replay. If you have any questions on the topic, let me know and I'll be happy to answer you. So that really following up with people after the video has gone live. Yes, and it gives you an opportunity to, again, Every time you do this, it just keeps pushing your live video up further and further into the news feed. So that's like a really gold tip that not many people understand. You know, why should I why should I tell people to hit hashtag replay? Well, because you want to know when you're the people because, you know, I'm in Florida. There are people that I hit globally. They're in all different places of the world, different times of the world. So they might be sleeping while I'm live. So if they know that I've gone live and they're like, oh, Trish Lito went live, I wonder what she talked about today. And they pop into my video and they hit hashtag replay. Now I have my opportunity to go to them and say, thank you for catching this replay video. Let me know if you have any questions on the content. Perfect, that makes a lot of sense. It's just etiquette, Facebook Live etiquette. Facebook Live etiquette. But this is one of the really interesting things about social media because there is no instruction manual, you know? It's up to us to figure out these things as we go. Yeah, I have a fun analogy, and I, I actually talk to this analogy even with Instagram, with any social media platform, and the analogy is pretty much this. If you're, you li I live in a house, okay? If I walk out my front door and my neighbor across the street waves to me and says, hey, your front yard looks really good. 
great job keeping your garden pretty, right? Great job. I love your new front door. Did you just, did you just like sand that down and paint it? It looks fantastic. I'm not going to completely ignore my neighbor, right? I would never imagine ignoring someone when they pay me a compliment on my front yard. I'm going to reply to them and wave back to them and go, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Your garden is looking well too, right? So that's my analogy to any social media. That's the front door digitally to your business and to your life. So if you're doing a live video or you posted something and somebody gives you a like, somebody gives you love, someone comments on it, then why wouldn't you reply to them and reciprocate that comment? Why wouldn't you reply to them and say, thank you, I really appreciate that. It's the same exact thing. It's just now you're digital and people kind of hide behind that. And I'm trying to, like I said, shake things up and, and explain to people that this is just your opportunity to present yourself in your business, your front door on a social media platform. So you need to use proper etiquette to do that. So reciprocity. Yes, absolutely. So what are some of the other mistakes that you think people make or new businesses make when they're trying to increase their influence in social media? I think that too many people just post things to post it because they think they just need to like post content and people forget to do include a call to action on their posts, right? So call to action is why would you just post a picture of something and not ask for someone to say, you know, give you feedback on it? That's just a waste of time. So I think a lot of people out there post just to post and not ask people for their feedback. And I think the other thing, and this is huge, I think that too many people out there are more about look at me, look at me, as opposed to what can I do to help better serve you? What do you need that I can provide for you? I think that too many business owners aren't listening enough. And I think it's really important that we do listen. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's all about the customer. It's all about helping them. It's not about look how cool I am. It's about what can I do to help you? Because especially in my industry and your industry, Trish, we're here to serve people. I've, I've spent my life serving people, and I believe you have as well. 100%. And if you listen to what people need, really listen to what people need, and listen also means to use these communities that are on Facebook, the communities and groups that are on LinkedIn, the different influential people on Instagram and you go into these comments and you go into these, these threads and you see what people are talking about and saying, if you listen to that, then you can put together information and deliver exactly what they need to help them be more successful in whatever your business is, whether you're a digital marketer, a health and fitness coach, an attorney, or a landscaper. You have a solution to people's problems, but you need to listen to what the problems are today, real time. So I think that's really important. I love it. So Trish, we've talked a lot about Facebook Live and we've mentioned briefly some of the other social media platforms that are out there. What do you think some of the new up and coming social media platforms are? 100% LinkedIn. Everybody's talking about LinkedIn right now. I certainly work on Instagram and I love Instagram, but I feel like some of the more aggressive and more serious business owners are starting to tap into LinkedIn that much more. 
And it's a hot topic. There are people out there that have courses and are doing webinars and telling people how to use LinkedIn effectively. And while you can't do live video on LinkedIn, they do have a native button that you can record video and then natively post it onto LinkedIn. So this is another opportunity. Video is absolutely going to get more traction on LinkedIn than pretty much anything else. So this is another really awesome platform. And I, I'm, I'm starting to pick up a ton of traction on LinkedIn and I'm getting people reaching out to me and getting more connections and prospects from there. So it's, it's very exciting. Well, I think since LinkedIn got purchased by such a juggernaut as Microsoft, it's going to really come forwards as a platform as well. I think that it will. I think that they're going to keep the live stream feature kind of behind locked doors for a little while until people start really utilizing the native video button because I think that they don't want people to just go live on LinkedIn. I think they want to keep it as more of a professional, essentially what they're calling it is Facebook in a suit, right? But I think I think they want to keep it a little bit more clean cut and a little bit more polished video content than just to say, hey, you can go live on LinkedIn now. And I think that I think honestly, I think that's a smart business move. And I and I don't I don't foresee them opening it up to being a live stream video opportunity for every account when they do open it up. I think it's going to be to accounts that maybe are verified, like Instagram does the verified accounts. I think that they're going to have something where the account has it's basically a more professional account. It's earned its way to have live stream video on it. That's, I think that's kind of what I'm seeing might happen with it. Well, LinkedIn is really known for B2B. Do you think that that's going to change? Do you think it's going to be more B2C or do be C2C? Or how do you think that this is going to work? I think it's already turning into that. I think it's definitely, I think it's a, a ratio. So I think I would say it's more of maybe like a 75-25 ratio, B2B to over B2C. But I think it's already turning into a B2C opportunity. And I think that's exciting. It is. But I think it's important for for the B2B industry that they have their own platform. I certainly appreciate it as having my own platform for that piece. But no, I'm telling you, I see really big things happening for LinkedIn. And I'm excited for LinkedIn for for this, this opportunity to be happening for them. Excellent. So what skills have helped you really move forward in digital marketing? I have definitely improved my email marketing skills and repurposing my video content into my emails and funnel building like using funnel software i personally use click funnels i don't this isn't a plug for it it's just great software and i love it but i've definitely these are two skills that are huge because email marketing is definitely very much alive and i've converted paying clients absolutely converted paying clients with my business and my private coaching using email marketing so those are the two skills that i would say I have gotten better with myself and um, I'm very happy about that because <laughs> it was a thorn in my side for a while there, but I've definitely improved my skill set on that. Well, it's so funny too, because I, I think for about 20 years, people have been saying that email marketing is dead. Email marketing is dead. And I don't believe it is at all. No. <laughs> and like I said, especially when you incorporate those videos, whether they are you know, polished videos that you've recorded and, you know, professionally pre-recorded videos 
I think those are very powerful. And then again, repurposing live videos, no matter what platform you do it on into your email marketing video absolutely converts my emails more by like 30% minimally. It's just incredible. So yeah, it's email marketing is definitely not dead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I run a quite a large email list as well. And I'm still getting 40% open rates on most of my emails. So I don't know where people get this. I think it's funny because a lot of times as well, people are saying, oh, chatbots. Chatbots are the new thing. They're going to kill email marketing. And I just don't see it. I don't see it happening at all. I think that there's an audience for all of it. That's my personal opinion on it. I think that you're going to have an audience for chatbots And then you're going to have an audience for just good old fashioned old school email marketing, because as we pull ourselves from the digital platforms and we walk outside of our front doors, we will see there's an entire industry out there of brick and mortar businesses and they, their primary place of marketing is through email. And I, I think that there's an audience for all of it. I think you've got an audience for bots. You've got an audience for, for email marketing. You've got an audience for live video. And then you've got an audience for direct mailing. <laughs> and I think that there's a percentage for each, right? So, you know, there's, there's I, my parents are still the people they get the Sunday paper, right? That's how my mother gets a majority of her news is by reading the Sunday paper, coupon clipping, right? Well, there's a whole other audience of people out there who use apps for coupons. And it's just, I think it, there's an audience for all of it. And it's just, it d- depends on who your audience is and how much time you want to spend on each individual piece of that audience. Perfect. So making sure that your funnel is good, that it's optimized, and then making sure that you're really focused on that email list. Don't neglect that email Definitely list. Definitely not. I mean, you work that hard to put together whatever that free opt-in is to get that email address. Email addresses are their connections. And at the end of the day, it's money. It's money in some way, shape or form. So definitely don't neglect that email list. I mean, that's a person on the other side of that email, no matter what, you know, even if it's just their spam folder, it doesn't matter. It's a person. And that's what I think some, a lot of people kind of forget that is an email address is a person. So treat it like a person, respect it, and and make sure that you're sharing your content and your knowledge with those people. We're just going to pause for a second on the interview because I want to tell you about this special resource that I have for you. It's called 19 International Strategies to Grow and Protect Your Wealth Abroad. It is a PDF downloadable report, and you're going to find it at expatmoneyshow.com. Okay, why do I want to tell you about this? Well, it is an amazing resource for anyone out there who is looking to go offshore to become an expat, expat hopefuls. If you're looking at immigration or plan B residencies or any of these types of things that we talk about on the show, this really condenses the information into really easy to understand. And then from there, it gives you all the resources, links to the additional resources or who you can work with, the professionals involved in this. So I've had some amazing feedback on this and I want to give it to you free, 100% free. All you need to do is go to expatmoneyshow.com and at the very top of the page, you will see the special report. You can sign up. There's no credit card needed. There's no nothing like that. I just want you to have this resource because I think it's really important and I think it's going to really serve you well. So enjoy. Go to expatmoneyshow.com, download your free special report, and let's jump back into today's interview. 
So you have two young children at home, Trish. So what are some of the skills that you think that'll be applicable for them in the future, in the next 20 years? What are you going to really focus on teaching them? Oh, honestly, it's, it's connecting with people, you know, and connecting with people and protecting themselves in this, in this very same breath. So I'm going to teach them the importance of protecting their accounts, their software, you know, making sure that they use the right, you know, antivirus software, things like that, protecting themselves from cyberbullying. I mean, that's a real thing. It's a very big thing. And protecting themselves from, you know, just people who, you know, I, I hate to say this, but the, the bottom line is, you know, we say cyberbullying, but then there's a whole, you know, haters going to hate, right? There's going to be people out there that are going to put a lot of negativity towards you. And I, I want to teach my children to make sure that they understand that they are skilled at understanding when people are throwing negativity at them and how to, you know, turn a blind eye to it, but at the same time, protect themselves from it. So skill sets, protecting. I, it, it, I hate to say it, but it's true. As a mother, as a parent, that's one of the most important things that I can do for my children is, is provide them with skills and the knowledge to properly protect themselves and, and empower them with what they need to be powerful in life. Does that make sense? I hope it does. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's very interesting as well because I've watched your Facebook lives and Trish, I'll be honest with you. I have seen you ball your eyes out on a Facebook live before and you get so vulnerable with people. So it's really interesting to, to hear you say that at the same time, you still have to protect yourself and your family is still going to need to protect themselves. So how do you juggle between being vulnerable and at the same time protecting yourself? My vulnerability is to let people know that it's okay to be transparent, that they don't just have to be an icky, gross salesperson. I protect myself in that I know when I'm being spammed. I know when someone messages me after a video and says, Hey, I want you to teach me how to learn online. Hey, I want, hey, I want you to look at my Instagram account and, and, and audit it for me. And they want it for free. Everything's, you know, I want this for free. I want that for free. Or they'll send me a friend request and it's clearly a fake account, right? So I block a lot of people, a, a lot of people. So, and obviously, you know, we use our, we have software that, you know, we can block IP addresses. There's all sorts of things that way. So. I balance it by, listen, I'm, I'm a Navy veteran and I'm as good of a person as I am. I can also be very tough and I can be very rough around the edges. So I go live and I'm sometimes in tears because I'm just filled with gratitude for the connections and the network that I have. And I want people to realize that it's okay to be a human being. And then I protect myself in that I make sure that I know who these people are that are reaching out to me and that are trying to connect with me and it's just false or it's, you know, malicious. And to answer your question, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I balance it that way as much as I can. Makes perfect sense. Cause it is interesting though. I think having that vulnerability, but knowing what to share. And I think most importantly, who to share it with, it's totally different if you're sharing it with someone that you know or someone is in your group that you know is a real human being who has your best interests at heart opposed to someone who, like you said, means you harm or is trying to steal from you or hurt you. Yeah, I mean, it's important that we know I'm, I'm a pretty good judge of character and I can and I can figure out when 
I know who my people are. I hate to say it that way, but it's true. You know, I know who my peeps are out there. I know who my network is out there. And if somebody just randomly messages me, either I'll block them or my assistant will will intervene and say, hey, if you want to get a hold of Trish, you know, here's how you can you can email her <laughs> and book an appointment. You know, I mean, that's pretty much the bottom line. So, yeah, it's people want free stuff all the time. You know how that works. Oh, absolutely. I want to switch it up a little bit. So what is Trish working on for 2018? What are your goals for 2018, Trish? For 2018, my goals are to really reach out to my fellow veterans, the veteran community. There are a lot of veterans out there who are trying to build businesses, and I'm certainly wanting to help them as much as I can effectively get themselves out there because so many people are just lost in this digital marketing rabbit hole, right? They they don't know who to trust. They feel like there's people out there that have courses that are, you know, tens of thousands of dollars and they don't feel like they can invest that kind of money and learn what they really need to learn. So my purpose right now is to kind of shake up that that piece of the industry and help them out and give them real actionable steps to take. The other piece is my local community. I want to help brick and mortar businesses get themselves out there more because brick and mortar, our local community, that's the bread and butter of our local economy. And if those businesses do well, so too do I and my family. And that's very important to me. So those are my two biggest focuses this this year. Excellent. And you mentioned course taking. So what is your opinion about taking courses or reading? Do you spend a lot of time or a lot of money doing these types of things yourself? So I purchased a handful of courses towards the end of 2017, and I am committing myself to taking, you know, diving into them and making sure that I, I am continuing my own education because it's absolutely imperative to me that I understand for my own self my own personal development and my own business development that I am continuously educating myself on what I need to focus on. It could be specifically a skill set for my business, or it could be about meditation and the importance of mindfulness and self-awareness and taking care of myself first and foremost. So that's important to me. And then one of my goals, one of my big goals for 2018, I am a very slow reader and I get easily distracted. But I promised myself in 2018 that I would try to read 10 to 12 books. So that makes that gives me, uh, you know, a book a month, essentially. And I read a book called Blue Fishing last month. And I am diving into a book called Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson this month in, in February to March. And I read his his first book, Dot Com Secrets. So I'm getting ready to, to pop into Expert Secrets. But it's imperative to continue your education because things change. The, the economy changes, the industry changes, the platforms change, people change. So as people change, we have to continuously educate ourselves on how to effectively you know, work with people and market ourselves. Absolutely. And I think that that is the easiest way for someone to stay competitive in this day and age is to make sure that you're reading or taking courses or at least learning every day something. Correct. And I do feel like I learn something new every day, whether it's from a group that I'm in on Facebook or one of my clients, one of my prospects, one of my students, my children. <laughs> <laughs> children are very good teachers. Absolutely. <laughs> I can attest to that. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I try to I try to take away a lesson every single day uh, in life or in business. It's yeah, it's, it's very important to me. Do you think it is imperative for entrepreneurs to be going to college, to be going to university? 
I think it is necessary for the people who want to be educated that they be educated. There are people out there, and I think that you'll agree with this. I personally, if I go to college, it's a waste of time and money for me because I know I need instant gratification in what I'm learning. I need to learn a skill set and be able to immediately implement it. For me, college wasn't a, a good fit for me. I think that it's not a good fit for everyone. College for me was I would sit in a classroom and someone who, who has an outstanding degree and is very, very knowledgeable would say to me, read this book for the sake of reading the book and then write a five page paper about it. And they lost me at read this book. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just don't think it's for everyone. And I don't think that if you, if you're somebody who you're good at these things, you're a good, you're an outstanding student in that you, you know, you'll go and sit down and read a book just to read a book and write a paper about it. Because that at the end of the day, it's to give you a degree to help you with this at the next thing, then good for you. Do it. Certainly do it. But I don't think that college is for everyone. I think that there are other types of certifications and courses that digital marketers can take that will empower them with the knowledge and skill set that they need to be very profitable entrepreneurs. Makes sense to me. Absolutely. I think it's so important for people to go to college. If you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer or an engineer and things like this, absolutely, it makes perfect sense. If you want to go to college to learn how to make money, if you want to go to college to be an entrepreneur, I don't know if that is the very best place for you in the world. I mean, listen, if you, if we, and, and you know what I'm talking about, there are some of the most successful entrepreneurs out there are college or high school dropouts, Right. So you've got high school dropouts, you've got college dropouts, and then they go, guess what? I learned more by just diving into books and taking these courses than I did from sitting in a classroom with 500 other students at a university, and I turned that into a profitable company. I think that it's, but it has a lot to do with mindset, right? So if your mindset is very clear and focused on what you want to do, and you choose the right mentors and choose the right business coaches to make that happen for you, then it's going to happen. You're going to, you're going to be successful. I, I just don't think that it's for everyone. I mean, I just, I, I look, I think Grant Cardone is one of them. I think I'm pretty sure Grant Cardone was a, was a high school or college dropout. And it's just, it just, it blows my mind. Look at how successful that man is. Right. And he's got, he's got courses galore. They're on Udemy. They're on teachable. They're everywhere. And people are just, you know, people, they love his stuff because it's proof. Like he's, he's doing the thing and, it, and it's, and it's worked for him. So yeah, I just, I think it, it just depends on who you are and, and, and what you're looking to do. So any other influencers or gurus out there, people that you've had as mentors that you like that you would recommend other people to check out? Oh boy. Okay. I am a huge Gary Vaynerchuk fan. Love him. I've never taken any of his courses or anything, but I just, his YouTube channel alone, every TED talk that he does is on YouTube for the most part. His podcast, um, the Gary V audio experience is phenomenal. I mean, again, he's rough around the edges. The guy curses, but I don't, it doesn't bother me even a little bit. I think he's raw, he's real. And he's someone who gives actionable steps. I mean, he's, he's, he's teaching teenagers how to flip sneakers. <laughs> out loud and profit from it. So it's, you know, that's somebody that I respect. You're, you're telling people how to do things that are actionable things. Um, another person who I highly recommend and, 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 and I have found to be an incredible 
very influential mentor is Russell Brunson. I love what he does because he's he's literally changed hundreds of thousands of lives and just just with his his teaching. And again, I, I mentioned his books, dot com secrets and expert secrets. They're great books. They're and his his mentor is Dan Kennedy. And I know that I've heard you talk about him. I love Dan Kennedy. Dan Kennedy is my big mentor. Yeah. For those people who don't know who this person is, please go look him up. He's he is my business coach. His name is Dale Hensel. That's H E N S E L. And he has been instrumental in helping me shift basically going from being down a rabbit hole and on a hamster wheel, as it were, to having a very clear focus on identifying my client avatar and the types of things that I need to be doing today to get my content out there to the masses. Excellent. And I'll make sure that I put all of these links at expatmoneyshow.com on Trish's episode so everyone will be able to look up these people. Yay. <laughs> so actually, you mentioned ClickFunnels. You mentioned Russell Brunson. I don't know if I should say, but I have Dave Woodward, uh, one of the top people at ClickFunnels, being interviewed on the Expat Money Show. So that's coming up really soon as well. Oh my gosh, that's exciting for me to know. I will t- totally tune in for that one. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. He's amazing. And I'll be at Funnel Hacker Live this year in Florida as well. Oh, wow. I have every intention of being there. So hopefully you and I get to meet each other in person because that would be super exciting for me. I think so. So say that I come to Florida at Funnel Hacker Live and me and you, we go out to the pub and we're having a drink and I lean in and I'm like, okay, Trish, tell me what's that million dollar secret? What's that million dollar secret for making things work online? Oh man, really? You're killing me. I love that question. The million dollar secret? Oh God, it's just, it's not a secret is, is all it is. It's connect with people. I mean, I, I've said it over and over again. I call myself, and I'm getting ready to launch my podcast too, and it's called The Expert Connection with Trish Lito. That's what's the secret. That's really when my, when my business really blew up because I was connecting with people. And that's it. It's, don't just shove an ad in people's faces and do a webinar and, and, and say, oh, I'm going to make money while I'm sleeping. You got to connect with people. You have to put yourself in a position where people are saying, wow, this is a real person. It's not just another digital marketer out there, right? If you connect with people, you know, like you said earlier, we talked about how I've, you know, done Facebook lives and I've, I've, you know, I've, I've to tears, right? That I, because I'm just filled with gratitude and I'm filled with, with happiness that I have connected with so many people who have changed my life, who support me, who encourage me and vice versa. So the, the secret just connect with people and really care. Just care about people. I love it. Trish, excellent episode. Yay. I'm so happy to have you on the show. If my listeners, they want to get a hold of you, where can they reach out to you? Oh my goodness. So again, there is my free Facebook group. It's called Making It Rain with the Hustlers. I do ask a few questions when you request to join. You can also find me. My website is always being revamped, but I do have a website and you can join my mailing list, subscribe to my mailing list. And my website is trishlito.com. And we are in the process of uploading a ton of videos on there. I've interviewed so many industry experts from professional bloggers to podcasters to expat money show experts. 
But that's pretty much it, yeah. And I do have a business page, Trish Lito, so you can go check that out. You're going to start seeing more Facebook lives on my business page. So, Mikkel, thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks so much, and have a great night, Trish. Hey, everyone. I just want to tell you about a great opportunity. You see, we've had a massive interest lately in learning a second language, and I do a lot of my language training with my very good friend, Ollie Richard. We've been friends for three or four years now, and he's been on my program, and I've been on his program, and he spoke at my conferences, and I've spoke at his conferences, and he really is a genius. His techniques for teaching languages are just out of this world. He actually makes it fun and enjoyable. He was one of the main drivers for me rekindling my interest in Spanish. And under his tutelage and his advice and using his programs, I went from really crummy Spanish to quite fluent in a really short amount of time. So if you are looking to learn a second language or maybe even a third language, what I want you to do is go to expatmoneyshow.com forward slash language forward slash language, and it's going to redirect you to some of Ollie's best courses out there in the world. And there's some special promotions going on, some special opportunities for subscribers of my podcast. So I hope you take us up on this offer and go and check it out. That's expatmoneyshow.com forward slash language to get the best resources in the world for learning a second language. This episode may be over, but your journey to greatness continues by visiting our webpage and signing up for our newsletter. For convenient access to new episodes, show notes, and other crucial resources, visit expatmoneyshow.com. We look forward to you joining us on the next episode of the Expat Money Show. Safe travels. I have managed to secure exclusive rights to a block of villas in one of the hottest up-and-coming regions in my current home country, Panama. Join me Saturday, May 4th at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern Time for our special presentation called Investors Workshop, capitalizing on the globally recognized resort brand coming to Panama. We will discuss how the tourism landscape in this region will change rapidly upon the public announcement of this project and how I have secured the rights for my clients to capitalize on this opportunity before anyone else. Thanks to my connections in the region, I have negotiated pricing that front runs everyone else. Think early, early bird pricing. From gourmet restaurants to vibrant clubs, poolside activities, and even live bands, this resort is going to pump some serious life into the region. But this isn't what excites me or what should excite you either. The exciting part is that these world-class amenities and top brand will attract tens of thousands of tourists. Tourists who will fork over top dollar to stay at our investment properties. Register free at expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. That's expatmoney.com forward slash webinars to register for this free real estate workshop. See you on May 4th at 10 a.m. Central Time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern time, go to expatmoney.com forward slash webinar.